Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's guest is David Weiss. David is the host of the Flat Earth Podcast, and he's the creator of the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. David is known as having the amazing ability to take anyone from ridiculing the idea of Flat Earth to the mind-blowing understanding that we don't live on a spinning, wobbling, rocketing water ball in space. David, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you giving us some of your time today. Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. I love talking to people that uh, are open-minded. All right, great. Let's just start with you making your case that the Earth as a sphere is fake news. <laughs> um, absolutely. And and the reason, you know, this is when people hear this for the first time, they have this guttural reaction. They're like, no way. And that's because we were indoctrinated into believing in the, to the ball, believing in the ball from before we could talk all the children's programming, children's books. You go to school, there's a globe in the front of the class. There's so much globe programming um, through our entire lives, but especially in the early years. So everyone thinks we've all been programmed to say, well, what about boats over the horizon? What about Aristophanes with his sticks and shadows experiment 2000 years ago? What about sunsets over the ocean? You know, what about seasons? And those, you know, I said those things too, but then once you look and you start understanding the pseudoscience of the, what I call the helio nonsensical system versus the science of flat earth, so much disinformation out there. If you search flat earth, you're going to end up at the flat earth society. Obama during his presidency plugged the flat earth society a half a dozen times in his speeches. Why would he do that? Because the flat earth society is a disinformation site that if anyone goes there, you'll laugh at what they say. You know, flat earthers believe the earth is rising at 9.8 meters per second, which creates gravity. No flat earther believes that. So, I'm going to say some crazy things today, and I'm going to say some things where you're going to go, huh, that makes a lot of sense. And the things that make a lot of sense are when I'm describing the flat earth. The things that are crazy is when I'm describing the globe earth. And I find it funny. This is a, a balloon at 120,000 feet showing a local sun with a local light on the, on the earth, not spinning at 1,000 miles per hour. Very interesting. Versus the image that... Zoom will not let us delete, which is a cartoon ball, which is behind you. Hmm. Okay. So images from space. Well, you know, if you Google uh, flat earth, you know, images of flat earth or whatever, you're going to end up with this picture. This is from the flat earth society, a disc floating in space with other round planets or all disc planets. No flat earther believes this. We don't believe in space at all. Okay. All of this is mind control. So if the earth, you know, if the earth isn't a disc floating in space, you know, with water falling off the edge, you know, what, what, why won't you fall off the edge or show me the ice wall? That's what people are programmed to say. What, what is it? Well, the earth is like a giant lake, right? All of the islands, all of the continents are surrounded by water, 
but all of the water is surrounded by land. And that land is the highest land on earth. That land is Antarctica. Antarctica is the highest land on earth. They don't tell us that in school. Okay. Or they, they do, but they don't make a big deal of it. And it's the shoreline of the world pond. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat, scientifically, testably, measurably, provably flat. There's no curve of water. Water lays flat at rest. So, well, what's out here in this outer space, right? What's out here? Well, no one's allowed to go beyond 60 degrees south, which is that pink line, right? In 1959, they came up with the Antarctic Treaty. All the countries in the world, all of a sudden, you know, even though they're fighting and killing each other and, and uh, there's, you know, wars for resources, they were, were told Admiral Byrd went out over um, Antarctica, said there's more resources on land bigger than the United States that no human has ever stepped foot on or, or set eyes upon. And all of a sudden, the Antarctic Treaty comes in. Everyone, every country signs it. And you can't even question it until the year 2041. And they say, because we don't want to disturb the migratory paths of the penguins. But go ahead, deforest the Amazon. That's fine. Okay. You know, but nobody can fly an airplane over Antarctica. So that's just the beginning. That's, you know, suspicious. So, you know, so that's what flat earth is. So we're not a disc floating in space. So what is the heliocentric model, which is the globe model? People don't even realize, like, if I asked you how fast the earth spinning, do you know? I actually just said it. Mm-hmm. You said a thousand. It's spinning at a thousand miles an hour at the equator. So it's spinning, even though it's once a day, a thousand miles an hour. So when you're watching the sun set, it's because you're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound. While that's going on, you're orbiting the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. You're chasing the sun at a half a million miles per hour. And that entire system is moving sideways at 1.3 million miles per hour. Somehow, we have all of these motions. We're moving in all of these directions, um, trillions of miles, corkscrewing through space, but somehow all of the stars reset. Like if you go out tonight, look at the stars at a certain time, mark where they are in the sky. Next year at the same night, same time, go out. Those stars will be in the exact same position. Are you, are you familiar with the Georgia Guidestones? Yeah, I've actually been there. Yeah. So the Georgia Guidestones, besides having the New World Order marching, you know, the New World Order marching orders on there, there's a hole in the middle stone, a long, thin hole. Most people don't even notice it. And if you look through that hole, you see Polaris. You do a time lapse and all the stars are circling around it. How can we be corkscrewing through space, traveling trillions of miles in four directions at once, and Polaris never moves from that hole? That alone shows you that the earth isn't moving. This thing costs hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars to build. And there's also another slit, uh, the, like a long slit that has ramped sides that go through one of the stones. And when you look through adjacent to one side, you see the winter solstice and you look through the other side, you see the summer solstice. They built this thing knowing that we're not moving and that it is, it is, a, it is a clock and a... Um, and a calendar. That's what, that's what it is. 
So shall I continue or do you have any questions? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know when do, when do I want to start asking questions? Um, well, you I can have, start cause we can go in any direction. Cause you know, we only have an hour, so let's just, uh, let's uh, answer some of your questions. All right. Let's start from here. So in your opinion, what is space? Very good. That's a, that's a great question. Now, anything that's above where we can reach or beyond 60 degrees south, we're going to have to speculate a little bit, but we can do some experiments and some things um, and come up with some pretty good conclusions. So when NASA launches a rocket or SpaceX, they go up, they curve out, they go over the Bermuda Triangle or wherever, and they're out of sight. We don't know where they go. I say they go right down into the water. Okay. But um, in Arizona, these amateurs sent up this rocket, which gave us an uninterrupted view looking down. I have this a little sped up for time. Mm-hmm. And like, but NASA, if you watch in the first 10 seconds of a launch, you see seven edits already. Different camera, different camera, different camera, different camera, because it's all put together. It's all nonsense. But this thing went up 73 miles and all of a sudden it went kerplunk and it sounded like it went into water. It literally stopped. It floated really weird and it made this kerplunk noise. Um, that was amazing for one. And another thing that happened, we could see the moon. And this is in Arizona. The moon at that time was over New Zealand. Okay. So if Arizona was up here, I got Arizona right here on the ball. New Zealand is all the way down here. Okay. There's no way it could see the moon unless crazy crazy idea earth is flat all right so let me ask you this if the earth is flat is it spinning it's not spinning at all so the way the way the um everything we see in the sky is circling around us where is everything in the sky we are on in this pond and everything is under a dome circling around us the sun and the moon circle around over the flat earth plane all of the stars are fixed in their position and they're turning around too all of the wandering stars which we now call planets are making their own path the thing is if everything was like they tell us a beehive of planets and suns and moons and everything going around nothing would ever repeat nothing would ever repeat but we know exactly where things are eclipses repeat every 18 years they go in an 18 year cycle and then they repeat right in a helio nonsensical beehive system they would never make any sense this red line is the equator The inner yellow line is the Tropic of Cancer and the outer yellow line is the Tropic of Capricorn. Now, this isn't to speed, but the sun migrates in between these two tropics every six months. It goes out and in and out. The moon migrates in between those tropics every 28 days, 14 days out, 14 days in. And only when they hit a nodal point at the same time is there an eclipse. And the pattern repeats like a fine watch piece. What is the sun? What is the moon? Again, you know, the moon is the the strangest object of all. How could a rock 238,000 miles away affect women's menstrual cycles? And, you know, make people lunatics, you know? 
the moon is here within the earth system it is clearly within the system and close the moon that we see so if you look at the moon it lights up just the clouds that are near it not all the other clouds in the sky if you're ever like away from city lights you'll see the moon only lights up the clouds that's near it that's because it's near the moon if the moon was 238,000 miles away it would light up all of the clouds in the sky it was over your head. It would light up all the clouds that you can see, but it only lights up the local ones. And the other thing is the moon is very bright. And when it's a full moon, you can read by it in the middle of nowhere. You know, you can drive your car with the lights off because the moonlight is so bright. How does this dusty, dirty ball reflect enough light to come back to earth and look this bright? Mm-hmm. It, it, that's, that's nonsense. So do you believe that the moon is a rock or do you think it's something entirely different? I think the moon is something that I think the moon has to do with the delivering and removal of souls. This is me speaking. I'm not speaking for other flat earthers. I think the moon is integral into the part of who we are and how our souls incarnate here in and out of this three dimensional um, you know, world that we live in. So, you know, the, the, the moon cycles, affect our reproductive cycles there's something to it ask me to explain it couldn't possibly are you saying that the moon also still affects the tides or is that controlled by something else well the moon you know they tell us that the gravity of the moon affects the tides when there's a full moon we have these extra high tides which is true but when there's a new moon we should still have the same tides because it's they tell us it's just the moon without sunlight on it okay the new moon it's still there What difference does it make? The moon and the sun are electric in nature. We live in this electrical system where the sun is the cathode, the moon is the anode, the salt water carries the current, and the land is the salt bridge of this battery system. And so when the moon and the sun are circling around, they're leaving an electromagnetic wake. And that electromagnetic wake is what causes storms in the south and the north to rotate in different directions. And it's also affecting the tides but the tides there's a lot to the tides i have a playlist of videos on tides and there's all of these crazy um nodal points on earth where the tides do their own thing very strange has nothing to do with the gravity of the sun and the moon i find it interesting that you point out that you're saying that the earth is a cathode and the moon is an anode and it's an electrical system I'm going to take you in a little bit of a different direction here. Do you think the pyramids are part of this system? And if not... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, you know that um, I used to be in the solar power business, and scientists don't know how solar panels work. They have a theory that a, a photon is knocking out a boron molecule, and then the boron molecule moves, and an electron fills in, and it creates this current. It's nonsense. It's just a theory. They can't figure out how they work. So where do we get them? That's a whole nother story. But the reality is the sun is sending electricity to earth and the solar panels capturing that electricity and channeling it through current through, through, you know, bringing it all together. So, you know, the, if you took a um, house plant, two house plants, put one in front of a fireplace, one in front of a fluorescent light, one of them's going to grow. One of them's going to shrivel up and die. 
we're electrical beings. You know, this earth is electric. The, the ground has a negative charge to it. Testable, provable scientifically, the ground is has a negative charge. When you move off the ground, the higher you go, the more voltage there is in the air. And then the firmament, the dome over us is the positive, okay? So we're in this crazy electrical system where there's free energy, I'm sure you know about Tesla and, and all of the you know free energy from the world's fairs and whatnot. Um, that that's you know this whole fossil fuels thing is, which we'll get into, um, is nonsense. It's all a way to control us. There's free energy. Imagine if we knew that nobody had power over us. We had access to free energy. We had access to infinite amounts of clean, pure water and food. Do you think the governments would lose control? Of course they would, right? We're here paying for energy, paying for food, you know, and begging for permission to do everything that is, you know, that we have the rights to. You know, the the whole reason for this deception is mind control. If I put a fence around your town or your state or your country and said you can't go beyond it, you're that, you're not going to be happy about that. So they put us in a prison without walls. It's a prison for our mind called the globe. Right. Just like in the Truman show, Truman said he wanted to explore the world. And the teacher goes, there's nothing else to explore, Truman. She pulls down the map. Right. Because we're on this globe. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what if what if, Jeff, that there was more beyond Antarctica? What if beyond we live here in this inner space? Here's Antarctica. And then out here, there's extra terra, extra territory. Right. Extra territory in this outer space well somebody comes visit I, I would say an extraterrestrial came from outer space but in reality it's right here across the earth plane maybe there's even more rings right you go out and there's more and there's a different sun and a moon out here some people say that mars is a sun out here and venus is the moon venus has phases just like our moon and out here is saturn the sun and jupiter the moon okay and there could be more advanced civilizations living in the outer space because we tend to migrate outwards with technology and time. That's a whole nother thing. Here's a, a map that was discovered, a Japanese map, and it was in the New York Journal, which is now the New York Times, uh, showing all of these extra continents beyond Antarctica. Hmm. What if we all knew that this existed and there's other worlds out here that weren't under tyrannical control, if I say so? You know, do you think people would be, be like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Sure. People, but they don't want that. They need us here. Not just as their physical slaves. We're here in this dense 3D environment and they're keeping us here. They're keeping us in the dense fear, fear of an asteroid hitting us, fear of running out of food, water, um, fuel, fear of death, fear of just fear, 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 fear of nuclear bombs. All of that is mind control. So we obey them. Like people are obeying these tyrannical governments that are going on. And the only power the governments have over them is the belief in the person's mind that they have control. They have no control over us. It's just everyone's complying because everyone's complying because everybody believes the government has control, but they don't. Right. So in the big picture here, Mm-hmm. If this is all one big deception, who yeah. set this up, in your opinion, and why are we here? I mean, it sounds like you're saying prison. So do you think we're all prisoners? Well, so I believe that, you know, and again, 
anything beyond before 1900 is off the table unless you know somebody that's alive and there's not many people alive i i interviewed a 102 year old woman named ruth uh, back in february of 20 2020 I was interviewing her about the World's Fairs, and she had such a great memory when she was five years old. I asked her what they taught her in elementary school about the Earth, and she said they taught me the Earth was flat, but then years later, they changed it. That was in Connecticut public schools in the 1920s. So we looked up on microfilm. We found newspaper articles, again, from the New York Journal and other ones, uh, talking about teachers being persecuted for trying to teach the heresy of the heliocentric system. Okay, That was in the 1920s. So they changed all of our history in the early 1900s and they put wars and depression and they had people just struggling. When you're like in a depression, you don't care what shape the world is. You're just looking for food for your family. You're looking for, to make sure that you have shelter. So for maybe thousands of years, there was these royal families that ran the world and everybody else was the serfs and they just basically, you know, were controlled by the kings, uh, you know, the, the royals that ran the world. And they didn't, they all knew the earth was flat, but nobody cared because they were just work, look, going for survival. But then we get into the early 1900s, the industrial revolution kicks in and people are getting more power, more intelligent, and they're learning and they're, they're possibly could rise up. So people are, they figured they have to change history to make people think there's nothing else. Because if people, you know, if imagine this, if everybody today, having the level of power and influence that they have knew the earth was flat and there's more land out there. The, the elite would lose everything. It would all be out of control. What if they knew that our thoughts create our reality, our emotions create our world. Okay. The, you know, they don't want us to know that they want us. They, when I say they, again, it's the Royal families. It's the Bilderberg group. It's the United nations. It's these people at the top that are running this world. They want us to believe that we need to work, drink beer, watch sports, go back to work, retire with our repension and die. That's what they want. They want to keep us sick. They want to keep us weak-minded. They don't want us getting together. So now they've even separated us by six feet, right? Don't even get with anybody because they know the power of two mind. Power of one mind is incredible. The power of two minds together is super powerful. Bring even more minds. I mean, you're familiar with the Maharishi effect where everybody meditates and things happen. That's what this world is, but they don't want us knowing that because they will lose control. All right. Well, how do you explain satellites? Yeah, uh, I like to throw that one back. It's like, how do you explain satellites? <laughs> um, if you look at satellites, they tell us that these satellites are all falling around the Earth perfectly in all these different directions. Some of them are geosynchronous, which means they're mirroring the motions of the Earth. So let's pretend this satellite is a geosynchronous satellite and it stays right over this piece of land that's right underneath it. So the Earth is spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. This thing's up hundreds of miles. So it's got to be spinning faster than 1,000 miles an hour just to keep up with that spinning Earth, right? Just to mirror it. But the Earth is also orbiting and rocketing through space. So this thing is doing all of those motions with it. That's in, it's, 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 it's an impossibility. Arthur C. Clarke came up with the idea of satellites and in a book, and then a few years later, they had satellites. It's like all of these, they, they pre-program this stuff to us. But in reality, guess who owns every large helium company and is the largest consumer of helium in the entire world? Has four letters, 
It stands for not a space agency. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. NASA launches tens of thousands of these things into the sky. These are satellites. They hang from balloons. All right. So what about all the footage they have from the space station showing the, the earth? Is that all just so it's CGI? so easy to, yeah, so, sorry to interrupt. So it's so easy to fool the human mind. For example, how come we don't see any land here? This is from the space station, obviously. Mm-hmm. So how come there's no land? Simple answer. Well, I mean, they're just, you, the viewpoint is you're just seeing water at that viewpoint. Yeah, or this was taken in our front yard and we just turned it upside down and had a solar panel. I'm just showing you how easy it is to fool people, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody likes being fooled. So I'm sorry for fooling you. Um, this, uh, so, so on the space station, if you catch them faking anti-gravity, no gravity, would that be suspicious? So the, the, the Soyuz showed up and they had some fresh fruit, which they rarely, they, they don't have fresh fruit a lot. And they had a lemon and they were playing with the lemon and it, they, it was floating around. And when they went to grab it, the, something went wrong. This is called augmented reality. Watch the hand, watch the lemon. Okay. The lemon isn't really there. They're manipulating um, objects mm-hmm. that aren't there. It's called augmented reality. And we catch them doing this all the time. Right. So they're faking things floating. You can unwind that all the way to we didn't go to the moon. Here's one. This balloon, this ball is filled with helium. So it does float. But this thing isn't real. Watch. So I'll show it again. Boom. They beam it in. They even put a little Star Trek beaming thing and made a beaming noise when it showed up. Mm-hmm. And it's called augmented reality. They're manipulating computer objects. Okay. So. There's, there's sometimes they're, um, they're always flipping their hat and their glo- their microphone around. In the background, this guy goes floating by way, way down the hallway. So I zoomed in on him, and you could see his harness and the wires that he's hanging from. Why do they have a guy hanging from wires pretending that he's floating by during a live stream? I don't this see is the wires a, on that one. Well, it, it's a little blurry, but if you go to the original video... At the end of a press conference, you know, where these guys were on there, everything that was floating blur- glitched out, except and everything that wasn't floating stayed. And then they quickly cut away. NASA took down the video, um, but we got it. So hmm. there's there's so many many things. This is called the Argos system, and it's how they the uh, NASA admits they have this, and this is how they train for spacewalks. This guy's hanging from wires. Do you think this guy is doing the exact same thing? Just, you know, with a green screen? It's the same thing. And when uh, when you watch these press conferences where, they're, where, the, where the astronauts are talking for a while, they're actually in a room in a, with a green screen. And when they do these flips, like if I was in a space station and I went like this, I wouldn't rotate at an axis point of my hips. I would go flying through the room. Okay, Mm -hmm. but when they do all of their flips, they're always pivoting from from a point from where their harness is, just like this. Okay, they're faking this. I mean, it's so easy to fake fake space. I mean, NASA has sixty three million dollars a day. They get sixty three 
million dollars a day. And I think they should do much better because for no budget, I can float in the space station. No budget. <laughs> right? So it's unbelievable how lazy they are with their, with their um, CGI. Unbelievable. Right? So this, this is, here is, um, another, that, 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 this isn't meant to be real. This is a model. So don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong there. Here's a, here's a guy on the moon. He's hanging from wires. Remember this. He drops his hammer and he can't pick it up. Oh, dropped his hammer and he can't go down because he's hanging from wires. Mm. He can't get it. Yeah. Tries again and again and again and again. Uh, let me ask you this. If this whole planetary system is all being manipulated, how are you not personally worried about putting out all this information? Jeff, that's a good question. And the answer is because there's karmic law here. You cannot break free will. And the elite know this. The elite don't, they can't break our free will. They can only get us to agree to give our power away. Okay. And the only thing to fear is fear itself because it's our minds that create our world. So if you live in fear, someone's going to get me. Guess what? Someone's going to get you. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm, I'm, I don't want my children and, you know, my friends to grow up in a world of tyranny. We are going into tyranny. I had my own business. I walked away from it all. I was making tons of money. I walked away from it all to spread this message because if we get our power back, if mm -hmm. we get our freedom back for any period of time, how long can we keep it if we don't know where we are? Because the, the people that are pulling our strings know how this world works. They know the power of their mind. They know the magic of this world that we live in. So, you know, when, when people say, Hey, I come from another planet or whatever, they're not lying. I think that people, that there could be other puddles. When I call it puddle theory, just, just like I showed you um, those rings around us. Imagine if there was, you know, if this is our pond, you know, a couple thousand miles over there, there's another pond with another sun and moon, a whole nother system and another one. And there could be thousands of puddles and you can call them whatever you want, Right. It, it could be way more multidimensional than that. I'm, I have a 3D mind right here. I have a 3D mouth. I can't even describe all of the possibilities. But one thing for sure, it's not a spinning ball flying through an infinite universe. That makes you insignificant. It makes you lost in space. It makes you, your the foundation of your world is, is, you're spinning out of control, lost in space. How do you get control of your nerves, of your, of your mind, if you're lost in space where an asteroid could take you at any moment? The truth of the matter is we are at the center of creation, mm. okay? We are at the center of creation, and this place is safe. This place wants to deliver everything to us. Look at you. Everything you have in your life is because of the way you think. You've brought those things in with your thoughts and feelings. I kind of believe, this is how, what I believe. I believe that the stars that we see, which are very close, and I can prove that they're not far away. First, let, let me prove that they're not far away, and then I'll, then I'll tell you what I think they are, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw some numbers out there. Just try to wrap your mind around this. First, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how big a trillion is. How long do you think one trillion seconds is? 
Just take a guess. You have no idea. I think I already know this answer. I think it's about 30 years. Okay. Close, but not really. 31,000 years. Okay, 30,000 years. So one trillion, you got it closer than most people. Most people guess like two weeks, two years. Mm -hmm. 31,000 years. That's one trillion seconds. So this number is bigger than our minds are able to fathom. So our sun, you know, if our sun was a mile over your head, you looked up in the sky, this is what you would see. You would, the entire sky, horizon, horizon would be the sun. Then you move it away, 93 million miles, and it becomes the size of a coin held at arm's length, right? It comes, just becomes a little, little circle in the sky. You with me? Yeah. So it went from the entire sky to the size that we see the sun. If we made it eight times as far, there's no way you can see it. Scientifically, we can prove that its angular size would be too small and you couldn't see it. That distance is known as a light hour. Eight times as far is the distance light travels in one hour. They tell us that the closest star is four and a half light years away. Take the time, do the math. You'll understand that the brightness, the angular size, impossible. You couldn't see something at a light hour away. How are you going to see something, no matter how big it is, at four and a half years away? And that's the closest one, okay? The other ones are magnitudes farther away. So what happens when we zoom in on stars with today's consumer optics? This is the star Arcturus. This is right here within the Earth system. It's amazing when you see this thing yourself. Now, I bought a, uh, you know, it was a $900 camera at the time, the the, um, Nikon P900 or P1000 camera you can get now. Zoom in on these things with a good tripod. That's where it is. This is the star Capella. It's like you look at it in slow motion. It's filled with geometric, sacred geometry shapes, colors. It's amazing. Here's the star Sirius. Kind of looks like it's underwater, right? Here's a whole bunch of stars. These are not burning balls hundreds of trillions of miles away, which is impossible. These are all here within the Earth system. So what are stars? I think that stars are our souls. I think our souls are the currency of this realm that we live in. And our stars, our souls come here. We have this family of souls. I have a main soul and I have many other souls in me. And we're here incarnated into this 3D world, having this experience to expand the mind of the creator. And our only job here is to maintain control of our soul and not break anyone else's free will. That's it. Because if you break their free will, the karmic impact is something nobody wants. This is my opinion, right? So the elite, the evil ones, they want our souls. Well, our souls are covered with layers of protection, love, hope, uh, desire, um, caring, what are all these things that make us human. And what they do is they try to, with fear, beat that out of us to make us depressed, hopeless, broke, you know, lost to the point where our souls are exposed and they can steal them. Hmm. All right. What about this? I have a couple friends that are into astrophotography and it's them yeah. taking pictures of planets. It's not, you know, they're not yeah. getting it from another source. So what are the planets they're taking pictures of out there? Yeah, so the, the, they used to be called wandering stars, but when you you should ask them to look at some of their planets, they're seeing these lights in the sky. Um, we don't know what they are, but the things that NASA show, shows us um, 
is nothing like when we when we look ourselves like this is this is me zooming in on Mars. It it looks like an energetic something. You know, all the planets are named after gods. So so what are they? Um, you know, you don't know how far something is because you don't know how big it is. Right. They're zooming into a small light in the sky. And we don't know what it is. It's not a rocky ball, you know, of dirt like NASA tells us it is, right? NASA doesn't even have any photographs of Earth. They can give us photographs of other planets, right? Because we can't verify. But when we look at their their photographs of Earth, um, they're absolutely ridiculous. And they admit that their photographs of Earth are not photographs. This is the one that was on everyone's iPhone called the blue, the blue marble. And the guy's name that made it in Photoshop is Robert Simmons. He works for NASA and he explained how he was just given little data like, hey, there's the water's warmer here and there's more algae. He's like, OK, I'll make that a little greener. And he made it in Photoshop. You can see that he stepped and repeated the same clouds because he's a lady, cra- lazy, crappy photo shopper shopper. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you look at these, look at the size of the United States here and here. Right it, and now you can claim all sorts of different things like, well, it's a different angle, a different aperture. Well, we can do some verification here. We can drive across Mexico and Baja and scientifically prove this is 934 miles. And then we could look here and say the diameter of the earth that NASA tells us is 7,917 miles. I should be able to fit eight and a half of these segments in between these two lines. And eight and a half of these segments doesn't even come close to fitting on that. So here is another painting. Then when they show us Pluto, there happens to be a desert shaped like Pluto. Pluto, the planet, and Pluto, the dog, were discovered and created in the same year. That's just a coincidence, I'm sure. Okay. This is two photos, two years apart of Jupiter, and none of the clouds have changed. Every single cloud is the same. This one's just a little more overexposed. This one's a little lighter. Every single cloud is the same, right? So obviously they're lying. They're, li- they're lying. They're lying about everything. And it's all to control our minds because in all my years of truth seeking, Jeffrey, um, I've met all different kinds of people, but when people wake up to the flat earth, they become different. Like I didn't believe in a creator. I believed in evolution, everything. But when I discovered the flat earth, I realize this place is intelligently designed. So there's a creator. And whoever that creator is to you, your relationship with him, her, it, whatever, that's your own personal business. It's not mine. Okay? But this place is intelligently designed for us. And we are at the center of creation. And science will tell you, oh, believing you're at the center of creation is ridiculous because they're so big. That's very, you know, egocentric. egocentric, And that's crazy because there'd be other life everywhere. Well, this is the Earth system. We don't live in the soul lure system. We live in the Earth system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me ask you this theoretical question. Well, let's get to this one first. If you think the Earth is a jail then how can we free ourselves? We could free ourselves with our minds. If everybody woke up tomorrow to the flat earth, then they'd realize who they are, where they are, what they are. And they would unplug from this spiritual matrix. And we would take back our power by eliminating our fear 
and taking back our sovereign sovereignty. I can't say that word. And we would let, imagine if everybody woke up tomorrow and said, masks off, going to work, doing my business, not paying my taxes, and we're going to all live free. And everyone did it together. We wouldn't even know who the elite are because they would be like a flea on our back. They'd be nothing. But for some reason, everybody bows down. You know, we are the 99%. No, we are the 99.9999%. They are the nothing. They are the nothing. But people are just brainwashed into believing all of this nonsense. Hmm. So do you believe that every employee at NASA is lying? No, I believe that only the people at the top are because everything is compartmentalized and there's not that many people at NASA. But, you know, I showed you that they're faking things on the space station. Think about this. If you know anything about engineering, the, the International Space Station is probably the most advanced construction project ever. Different countries made different parts. They never once tested it on Earth. They never put it together on Earth. They just flew it into space, assembled it in space, moving at 17,500 miles an hour while they're doing it. And they didn't take a single photo or video of that construction. It would be the most filmed construction project ever. Not a single photo or video of it being built. It just showed up. We On the news, they go... Ah, that launch bringing parts up to the International Space Station never showed us anything. And then all of a sudden, it was here. And somehow this thing still works after 20 years in space, traveling at 17,500 miles an hour, swinging in temperature 500 degrees every 45 minutes, up and down, boiling to sub-freezing, and nothing breaks. And when something breaks, an astronaut goes out there, floats around for eight hours, and tightens one nut. You know, it can barely do it. Literally, he takes a screw gun out there. They, they change one nut, and then everything's fixed all of a sudden. Okay? It's unbelievable how people just believe all of this. All right, let's just say that if one of our overseers, or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, our rulers, comes to you personally and says, David, you have all the answers, and we've decided... You're giving out too much information. We're going to take you to wherever you want, give you whatever you want. We're going to take you to paradise. You're going to disappear. All this information is going to disappear. So, Jeffrey, what are you going to do? That is my biggest fear. Two guys show up the door, cup of coffee. They're like, hey, listen, we just want to tell you a few things. And we've got this Caribbean island where you can pick your mangoes and then walk down to the beach where the beach house is and your kite surfers kites will be set up to go kite surfing and you'll have everything you need. Boy, that would be a hard problem. (laughs) That would be so difficult for me, but I would like to believe that I would not take that deal. Mm. I would like to believe that, but it's never been presented to me. I hope it never happens, Mm -hmm. but if it did and one day I disappear, who knows? (laughs) So, I mean, I think it even goes back to ancient Greece that they have been thinking that the earth is round. So are you saying the deception goes back to the beginning of time basically or what? I say cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me, let me, uh, let me answer that one for you. So the story of Aristophanes with um, his sticks and shadows experiment, that's what you're talking about, right? Well, I think I was just thinking about how ancient Greece would say that they understood that when you look across the across the sea, 
the first thing you see is the top of the sail. And as the ship got closer, you would, you know, the ship would rise because of the, of the curve of the earth. Yeah. So there's only one video that they showed us in school of that. And if you ever, if you go back and find that video, the camera, every time it cuts and they bring the camera lower, the cuts and brings the camera lower. And the reason ships go over the horizon, oops, wrong video is be, it just, it just has to do with the conditions of the water and the air and, and the, um, and the limits of rise. You don't see a boat out here, but as I'm zooming in, I'm increasing the angular size of this boat. And here it is. So I'm going to zoom all the way in on this boat and then I'm going to zoom out and watch the side of this boat. It's going to disappear from the bottom up. It's like the boat's going away, but I'm just zooming out. And you'll see half of the bottom is gone. It gets up to the window. And then the whole thing basically disappears. And a glober would believe it went over the horizon, but it didn't. It just went beyond our ability to see. Because if it went over the horizon, um, no, pa- no amount of magnification would be able to bring it back again. Like, if I uh, walked around this hallway and I gave you a telescope, you wouldn't zoom in on me because there's this physical horizon here. So I'll flip it over like it's the earth. Mm-hmm. If I'm on the other side of that hump, you couldn't zoom in on me. Right. The only reason you can zoom in on it is because it's an optical thing. But if you were walking then, around that hallway, as you walked around, your head would come up first. Uh, well, that's the, true. On a ball, you would disappear from the bottom up. But this is a bay. <coughs> excuse me. This is a bay. It's called mm-hmm. Skunk Bay. It's no, no tide. If you watch the land over here, this is just temperature changes during the day. Right. You, you, you lose the entire buildings. When other parts of the day, you can see the entire beach. It's all optics. The air is thick. It does crazy things. It magnifies things. It blocks things. And that's why things appear to disappear. There's also a thing called atmospheric compression. When you're looking over the distance, as things get lower, you look at this and go, oh, look, the bottom floors are missing. But all of these balconies have the same height, but you can see they're getting compressed. And they just compress right into where you can't see them anymore. And then because the earth is flat and the horizon is rising to eye level, the little waves in the front, that little wave can block the entire, you know, half of the building. That little wave can block the building. And these things are provable because they change every day, right? If the earth is 24,901 miles around, a camera at one foot off the ground at not at at 9.4 miles, there should be 59 feet of curvature. But not only can we see this rig 9.4 miles away, we can see the water for dozens of miles beyond it, where there'd be hundreds of feet of curvature. That's one of the first things that got me is I went, uh, I bought the camera and I said, okay, at 10 miles, there should be 66 feet of curvature. And uh, I knew that there was a buoy 11 miles off of my beach. So I went down early in the day when the water was still calm and I zoomed in and there it was. And not only could I see the buoy, I can see the water for dozens of miles beyond it where there should have been hundreds of feet of curvature. Hmm. How am I seeing the surface of the water? How am I seeing the beach 10 miles away when there should, it should be 66 feet below the curve? Hmm. How are our, our, our army or you know, our Navy ships pinpointing other um, ships over a hundred miles away with a laser pencil thin laser where there should be 6,000 feet of curvature of water in between them. And the same with submarines, they can shoot sonar 
over 100 miles to see another submarine when there should be a mountain over a mile high in between them. There should be a mountain over a mile high in between them because of curvature. There is no curvature, no curvature, no sphere. All right, let's just start from the beginning here. How did you, how did you get involved in all this in the first place? The answer is um, I was doing a conspiracy podcast and uh, looking into all these different things. And then in the third year, people started sending me flat earth. Hey, Dave, have you looked into flat earth? I'm like, stupid, delete, delete, delete. And they posted on our Facebook and our social media. And I'm tired of hearing from these people. So I banned them for life. You're banned for life. I, I, I don't have time for your nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then another researcher who I respect very much, woman, and she said, Dave, the world, I said, we're talking about how, how much deception there was in the world. And she goes, oh, Dave, it's worse than that. I think the earth might be flat. And I absolutely freaked out. I was like, are you kidding me? And I go, what do you got? And she sent me a couple of videos. One was Mark Sargent's clues. And the other, I believe, was Eric Dubay's uh, 200 proofs. So the earth is flat. And uh, I watched those. I'm like, whoa. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to go test this myself. Spent the money on the camera, the tripod. I'm like, I can see too far. So then I started looking more and more. I, I was for two weeks looking for a proof of the globe. I wasn't looking to prove flat earth. I was looking to disprove flat earth and I was looking to prove the globe. And I found out things fall into three baskets. One works on a flat earth. Two works on a flat earth and a ball earth. Three works on a ball earth. And I found that nothing falls into that works on a ball earth. Let me, let me share my screen with you for a second. And I'm going to show you how seasons work. And I think this one mm-hmm. is going to really make you think. Now, is, right? this, is this your app that we're looking at? Yeah, this is my app. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. It's available on Google Play. You have to have 8.0 operating system or higher or an iPhone 6 or better in the Apple App Store. So follow me here. And then this is going to make a lot of sense to you. Okay, so the sky is a perfect clock. The sun is the hour hand and the moon is the month hand. Well, it used to be the month. There used to be 13 months of 28 days. So if I if I turn it really fast, you'll see that the sun is catching up to the moon and the moon is waning. So the sun keeps track of the hours and the days. The moon, its phase and its position keep track of the weeks and the months or months. And the sun will lap the moon every 28 times around. So right now you'll see that a waxing crescent is coming out and it's gaining distance. So that's the sky clock there. If I slow it down and I turn on the zodiac, which is the stars that never change their position, even though we're corkscrewing through space in four different directions, the zodiac spins around almost at the same speed as the sun, but slightly faster to the point where the sun has to go around 365 times for the zodiac to lap at once. So right now, the sun is in this constellation. In a month from now, it'll be over here. In a month later, it'll be in this one, which is Cancer. Okay? And so that's how the sun is always in a zodiac. The, the moon, because it's moving much slower, will change um, every three days. It'll be in a new zodiac. Or, or even less than that, every two, two or so days. Okay? So... I'm going to turn this, turn off the Zodiac and there's three lines on here. This yellow line is the Tropic of Capricorn. This inner yellow line is the Tropic of Cancer. And this 
red line, which is hard to see, is the equator. Now you can see that the sun is slightly inside the the equator. And if I move the sun, if I move the date to July, beginning of July, you'll see that the sun is over the Tropic of Cancer. If I turn on the, the, the stars, you'll see that the sun is in the Tropic of Cancer. Okay. So the sun, when the sun is in the Tropic of Cancer, Everybody that lives in the inner north is having their summer. Why? Because the sun is closer. Closer means it's higher in the sky and it's closer. So as the sun comes around, you'll see that it's going to go right over Miami and Mexico. Well, in July, it's friggin' hot in Miami and Mexico because the sun is directly over them. Right now, if I jump the sun to January, um, if I jump it all the way out to January, it's over the Tropic of Capricorn. And that's when we have our winter because the sun is farther away from us. But the outer southern lands are having their summer. Australia, during our, the height of our winter, they're in the height of their summer because the sun is high in the sky, directly over their head. So it's high in the sky. It's closer. They're having their summer. It's so simple on how it works. Okay. So that's how seasons work um, real quick. And then I'm going to get out of the app. Um, if uh, the way a compass works is North is in the center. South is every direction away from the center and East and West are circles around the center. Now East and West are circles around the center. It's the same on a ball earth. Right. It's the same as everything, except you can't go from Santiago south and pop up in Australia on a flat earth. And guess what? Nobody's ever done that. It's never been done. So here's the challenge I have for people that think flat earth is stupid. I need one proof that the earth is a globe and I'll give you a Bitcoin. But every day, this is what you have to do. Every day, there's a new featured video. You tap this thumbnail, up comes the featured video of the day. I say, watch the video every day for two weeks, short ones during the week, longer ones on the weekend. And if you still think the earth is a globe, you can send me one proof and you win a Bitcoin. But before you do that, you have to go over and tap the question mark and up come all the questions you're going to ask. What about eclipses? What about gravity? What about seasons, which we just talked about? If I hit, um, what about, you know, satellites and GPS up comes a playlist that Google is hiding from you. They don't want you to see these videos. These videos won't show up. If you Google top 10 reasons the earth is flat, you're going to get top 10 reasons the earth is a ball, right? So this will get you by all Google censorship. The app does a whole bunch of other things. People love it. It's $2.99 and it's not like a coffee or a beer. You keep it forever rather than pee it away in 20 minutes. Mm. Um, And just... If you're unsure of spending the $2.99, just read the reviews. It's the highest rated app in the App Store and Google Play. So let's talk about circumnavigation for a second. Nice. Plenty of people have circumnavigated the Earth. Um, they just never done it south, but they've only done it east and west, as I'm looking for. Here it is. So here's our North Pole. I got some magnets here, and I got a compass. And I'm trying to push that compass dead west, which is 270 degrees, but I have to keep turning because I have to keep that needle pointed to the center. So west is a circle around the magnetic center. East 
is a circle around the magnetic center. I have to keep turning because I have to keep that needle pointing towards the center. So east is a circle. This doesn't prove the earth is flat because it works on a globe also. It goes into that middle basket, okay? If I try to dead reckon west and I don't correct to the north, immediately I'm going south. And you end up going away and you never come back. Nobody has circumnavigated south and popped up on the other side because you can't. If you go south, you just go away from the center and you don't come back. What about um, images of Google Earth of Antarctica? They're, they're cartoons. Antarctica is a real place. So, but it's just not, they, you know, they'll show you the shoreline of Antarctica. Like people say, you know, well, with the ice wall, you know, they think of Game of Thrones. It's not the ice wall. It's the ice shoreline of, flat Earth, of, of the flat Earth. The shoreline of our ocean is Antarctica. Antarctica is the coldest place on Earth, right? So think about this. They tell us that the reason we have our summer is because we're tilted, you know, the United States is tilted towards the earth. So we get it towards the sun. So we get some direct rays. And then during the winter, we're tilted away. So those rays are spread over. And that's where we have our winter. Did you know during our northern winter that we're three and a half million miles farther away than we are in our summer? Okay. In our winter, in, in, in our summer, I'm dyslexic. In our summer, we're three and a half million miles farther away in our summer, okay? That makes no sense. If that was true, the coldest temperatures in the world would be during our, during our, um, in, in, in the I, summer. I, yeah, the, we would have the, the, the Arctic would be so, would be, would be the coldest place on earth, but it's not, okay? During our winter, I'm, I'm totally having a brain fart on this, right? I'm going to actually skip over that. Um, it makes it makes absolutely no sense. It, so during, this is what I was going to say. It, I'm in Connecticut, so it's very, we have cold winters and, and hot summers here. So in June, if I go watch the sunrise, I see the sun right on the horizon. As soon as I see that sun at the most severe tilted angle away, I could feel the heat on my face. I could feel that summer sun. Awesome. And then in December, during the height of the day, when the sun is at its highest point, much more direct weight rays, I can look up at the sun and I can't even feel it. And during our winter, when the sun is giving me more direct rays in sunrise in June, you know, at solar noon, we're also three and a half million miles closer to the sun. And I can't feel the heat. That's a double fail. It's a double fail for the globe. So what are you saying is causing that? Well, as I showed you on the app, the the sun the sun is going around and it's closer to us in the summer. Imagine two airplanes paralleling each other in the sky. They're both at ten thousand feet. One of them's directly over your head, and one of them's fifty miles to the south. You can still see them both. They're both at ten thousand feet. The one over your head is your summer sun. It's directly above you. It's closer to you. The one that's fifty miles away is way lower in the sky. And it's farther away. So as it goes, it's lower in the sky, just like we see our sun lower in the sky. During our winter, the sun is out south. 
making bigger circles. It's out south out here. So it's out towards the Tropic of Capricorn and it's farther away from the United States, farther away. And it's closer to the outer Southern lands. It makes perfect sense. Seasons prove the earth is not a globe. Where did you come up with the idea that still our version of the earth or your version of the earth is a circle? Couldn't it be a square? Well, the sun, the, the sun, the way I look at it is the earth is a, um, the earth is a giant plane could be endless. Not, not, not sure. And that the sun melts out our pond. So the sun is going in a circle. So the reason that Antarctica is frozen is because the sun never gets close enough to Antarctica to melt it. The reason it's hot in the tropics is because the tropics are in between the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn, and the sun is always close in the tropics. The reason it's cold in the inner north, because the sun gets far away, but then it comes back and it warms up a little bit. So it's the same thing. The the Antarctica is the coldest place on Earth, and um, the it's the reason it doesn't melt is because the sun doesn't go out there. Think about this. Think about this, that words have meaning, right? So if I'm standing here in the Arctic and I'm watching the sun, the sun is arcing around me, the Arctic. If I'm standing out here in the Antarctic, the sun is antarking away from me. It's not arcing around me, it's antarking away from me. I'm out here, it's antarking away. Antarctica and the Arctic. The Antarctic and the Arctic. Why do you think that the shortest day of the year, I think, which is probably, and I'm talking, and when I mean shortest is the amount of sunlight, like the shortest mm-hmm. day of the year is what, December 21st, and the longest day of the year is June 21st. Why isn't June 21st the hottest day of the year and the other one the coldest day? It seems like summer officially starts in June 21st, but it doesn't get crazy hot until August. Yeah, it's 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 thermal energy. The the sun is heating up the earth. It's heating up the water. It's thermal energy. Like if you, you you know you you heat up a room, you can turn off the heater and the room stays warm for a while. So the earth is gaining all of this thermal heat. It's heating up. So it, it's still close enough. It's still heating us as it's moving away after June 21st, but it's still heating. It's, it's getting more and more thermal energy. And then when it goes far away, all of a sudden it just starts not heating anymore, you know, or not heating as much. It's, it's very, it, it explains it perfectly. All right, David, I only have so much time, but you have, it. you have presented a very compelling argument. I thought this was going to be a joke, but this, you know, it, I have to say that, you know, as what you said in your bio, this was mind blowing. And <laughs> I want to ask this, if you'd be up for this, is that, you know, I give everybody dignity in my podcast, or at least I try to and, and, and present everybody with an open mind. So I'm not here to, you know, really challenge you. And I haven't studied all this to actually even, you know, come up with a great argument or anything. But would you be interested in coming back for a live video? Because I've been considering doing live videos on my YouTube channel and letting the audience field questions with you. I would like nothing better than that. <laughs> okay, that would be great. And let them and see what 
if they can and see if we can win a Bitcoin together. That would be I would. You know what? I could give all this up. I would, I would gladly give up a Bitcoin if I'm wrong. I, if I'm wrong, I want to find out now. I want to find out sooner. So mm-hmm. let's bring on the hive mind of your audience mm-hmm. and see what happens. That would be awesome. All right. So so here's the thing. This, this is the challenge I have for everybody. I already told you the challenge. Watch the daily video every day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be mind capped, if you want to be gate capped, just Google Flat Earth. You'll find so much garbage. They've come. They have what I call the turd in a punch ball um, ter, um, technique, where they just upload thousands of videos that are just crap that say flat Earth. All of these debates, all of these shills out there, putting up these snarky bits and everything. Neil deGrasse Tyson putting up response videos. They'll never talk to us live. They'll never do a show with us. They'll just straw man us. So if you Google flat Earth. Feel free, remain a baller for your life. But if you want to learn the truth, get my app, okay? Get my app. You can, it supports me, but it's only $3, okay? So you're buying me a half of a warm beer, mm-hmm. okay? And watch the videos. Just read the reviews in the app store, and you'll become a flat earther. All right, let me, two quick questions here. One, so you think Neil deGrasse Tyson is in on it with the elites? Oh my God. So there's a video, a video that came out. It was uh, featured on the app. You can also find it. It's called Level the Movie. And it's about Neil deGrasse Tyson. And uh, he is the spokesman for scientism. He will not talk to us. He says, quote, the science is settled. Science is never settled. Mm-hmm. Science is always looking for a new explanation to disprove their theory. So Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, the lying guy with the bow tie, these guys are failed actors, they're paid shills to push the heliocentric model. He sold his soul for his fame. Hmm. All right, one last question, and this is, if the elite is hiding all this to control us, then why, instead of making the earth round, why didn't they make it square? I don't know how we how we to make it square. I mean, the the whole Helios. I, I call it the Helio Sinister trick, the Helio Sinister model, um, and it's the Soul Lure system because they're trying to steal your soul. Uh, you know, gravity is their god. It's a made up nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. They have to make up ninety six percent of it with dark matter and dark energy because it doesn't work. It still doesn't work. Um, you know. I don't know. I don't know how you would fake it to be a cube. It's a ball. I mean, a spinning ball because we're watching the sun take a smooth path. The sun is circling. So if the sun was making a square around us, I guess you could say the earth was a square, but the sun makes a circle around us. So they say we're spinning like a circle. That's, that's a good answer. I've never been asked that question. All right. All right, David. Well, thank you so much for giving me your time. I really appreciate you. Um, This has been a great podcast and I hope we have you back soon. I will uh, gladly come back. You've got my link to reschedule me, but you can find me at my website, my Instagram and my Facebook page, all by the same name, the flat earth podcast, my YouTube channel. I have lots of short videos for people that are like, I'm not watching anything long. My videos are all under five minutes. Um, It's the initials for deep inside the rabbit hole, just D I T R H deep inside the rabbit hole, D I T R H. Mm -hmm. And of course the flat earth, sun, moon and Zodiac clock gap by blue water Bay. Um, don't fall for the knockoffs out there because it's done by the Flatter Society people to gatekeep your mind. All right. If you send me some of your links, I'll put them in the description. You've 
you've already got an email, an automatic email that has them in there. All right. I'll just have to go through thumb through that. <laughs> and um, one last thing is, is your app available for both iPhone and Android? Yeah, it's available in uh, for Apple iPhone 6 point, uh, say, uh, 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 an iPhone 6 or better, and it's available on Android. You have to have operating system 8.0 or higher. It won't let you download it otherwise. Um, and just if you're unsure, just read the reviews. The reviews will turn you into a flat earther by itself. Mm-hmm. And then also remember the comments on your video. I have a team of trolls that follow me from video to video, yeah. and they have zero content on their channel. And they're like, Dave's a scammer. He's just selling apps. He doesn't believe the earth is flat. It's the same old nonsense every single time. But they never offer a globe proof. Never. Not once. Mm-hmm. They just they'll, they'll, they'll comment on everyone's comments. It's the same guys every time. They follow me everywhere. They have no life. It's pretty sad. Wow. Well, what would be interesting is if we do a live video with him, with the, you know, with you, excuse me, yeah. will they show up and will they be willing? No, they to, will. And will they be willing to join us on Zoom and show their face and ask questions? Oh, no, they never will. They never show their faces. <laughs> they never show their faces. Like there's a couple, there's one that's called By Man Dan and, uh, and Professor Dave. They'll like comment, but they won't ever go live with us. They'll, they'll make comments afterwards. They'll, they'll like take your video and they'll be like, Dave, why said this? And they just, Strong, it's the dumb. It's it literally makes me laugh. It's, it's hysterical. But again, if people if people are attacking character, attacking what we're saying, show me a proof of the globe, and I'll be done with this. Just one. All right, all right, David. Well, thank you so much. I wish you the best and have a great evening, Jeff. Thanks. Have a great day. See you. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.